The name Nativ means path. God is bringing us all to find our own path that everyone will find himself. That's the will and the holy desire of our wonderful Creator. He made us all different. Every one of us looks a little bit different. Different colors, different eyes, different hair, and different soul from inside, unique soul, unique spirit to everyone. Just when you're not aware to your treasures, when you don't know who you are, so you cannot use the tools, the gifts that you received. Only when you realize that you have something, that you start believing yourself, that is the time that you and the world can enjoy your talents and your abilities and the gifts that you received from heaven. A lot, a lot of times I found myself arguing and fighting with Hashem and telling Him, I'm doing it for you. I'm fighting with you for your own sake. And it's weird. I understand. But the Creator, He defined us as His children in many ways. You can serve Him as a slave that serves His Master, that worship to His King. You can serve as a child that honors and loves his father. But the Creator also called us his brothers. And suddenly you're a partner with equal rights. And you can tell him also what to do. And you can scream at him if you need to for his own sake. But even more than that, there is a verse that the Creator is calling us His Mother. And that's the weirdest of them all. But He's saying to us in that way, without you, I don't have anything. You are the only way for me to come down to this world. You are revealing me. You're bringing me down to the world through your faith, through your good deeds and actions of kindness, you're revealing my light. So it's like you're giving birth to me. You're revealing me. You're bringing me out to the light. The people will recognize me, going to know me. And there is no king without a nation. If we're going to see some person walks in the streets and claiming, I'm the king, I'm the king, who is he for us? He's going to be a lunatic, a crazy person. He won't be appreciated as a king. The only one that will be appreciated as a king and the greatest king of them all is going to be the one that we're going to see how strong he is, how powerful he is, how strong is his army and all of his soldiers and how many wise advisors and, 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 and genius people and that his nation 
are all wise and powerful and great and, and healthy and strong. They all have houses and horses and, and, and cars and, and properties and they all know how to, to deal and to behave and they have manners. Then we're going to see the smallest ones in his nation. From that we're going to learn on the greatness of that king. So by us succeeding and growing and developing and making change in the world, by doing that, we're revealing the greatness of the Creator. So when I was fighting with him and telling him, hey, reveal your kindness, bring down light to the world, what's going on? I was doing it only for his sake, for his honor. Because when people see sorrow, when people see pain, when people see poverty, they cannot believe that there is there is God that He loves us and He's so kind. We can use those phrases, we can say those words, loving kindness, loving kindness. Go explain it to a Holocaust survivor that God is kind. It's a big deal that He really going to be convinced by you that God is kind or that He is a very unique soul or that you are a very big, big, big teacher that is able to to educate someone that suffered so much, that you're able to take him out from his constrictions, from all of his suffering. So the real truth is to bring back the Creator to his nation, to his people, to the wide world, because God created everyone, and we cannot argue with that. There is something special with the nation of Israel, what is that unique thing? That we got the job. God offered to all of the nations in that day when we were about to go out from Egypt an opportunity to go and to receive the Torah, to come and to receive the Torah and to teach it and to reveal it, to be light to the rest of the nations. And all of the nations in that day refused to take that opportunity. There was only one nation in that day that said, we're going to do it. And then we're going to see what's going to happen. It was Am Yisrael. We were so lucky in that day that our ancestor had that wisdom to choose right. And they chose right. And in that day, we believe that it was a blessing. But it is a, is a very hard and painful process <laughs> as a nation to be those messengers that's supposed to hand the torch from one generation to the other. All powers of darkness came on us and tried to fight with us and to deny our being and our existence. But it was still our job. But we as a nation, because that we suffered so much and we went so down and we were so busy protecting ourselves and the wisdom that we received from the Creator that we forgot our mission to be light to the nations. And we are just now, until today, for most of us, just protecting what that we have. And we say, hey, don't touch it. It's ours. No, it's our Bible. No, we received it. No, we're the holy nation. All of that is only an act of fear. It's a result of trauma, of suffering, of lack of faith, low self-estimate, that we don't know who we are that we forgot our mission. But the truth is that today the generation is demanding 
is thirsty. And people are asking. A few days ago, when we just came to California, we were driving, and I received a, a, an, an email. A woman is asking a question. She had a big issue with her husband, something private that you're not going to get into it. And she's asking an advice what to do. So I asked one of my students that he's dealing and helping me with, with, with the emails, please check for me what's her condition. Is she married to a Jewish person? Uh, do they have children or not? What's, who, who are they? What's going on with them? It's the first email from, from that woman. And she's following us for a year and a half or so. And then he's answering me back and he's telling she's not Jewish and her husband is not Jewish either. And about the children, I don't know. I started to laugh. And I'm saying to myself, okay, and she's following us for one year and a half. She's not Jewish. Her husband is not Jewish. But she's following the truth. She's seeking for the truth. I pulled my car. I recorded a message for her that's going to give her another power, another advice, how to find that connection. To be a truth seeker, it not, depends not in your religion, not in your race, not in your color, not in your... in nothing. It just depends in the loving kindness of the Creator for you. How much mercy He revealed on you, that's how much you believe in Him. When He's angry, He's blocking our eyes from seeing Him. him. And when He is revealing His kindness, we're all waking up to see Him. If you believe, it means that He's showing Himself to you. The result of His kindness is that you believe in Him. When He is deciding to hide Himself, we cannot find Him. When Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, in that day I'm going to hide my face from them, and He said, Haster, astir panai, I'm going to hide the fact that I'm hiding my face from them. It's not that you're going to remember that He exists and you just cannot see Him. You're going to forget the fact that you need to look for Him at all. You won't look for Him. In that moment, Moshe fell on his face. Because if he can take our will to look for him, he can take it from us, it's in his hands. And if he's going to do that, we don't have no chance. We cannot come back. If he's going to decide that we're not going to come back, we can come back. So when we are waking up, and there is no difference between a Jew that wakes up to a non-Jew that wakes up. Because when a person that doesn't have no understanding about the Creator, and he never thought about it before, and he was completely secular, and he was just running after his desires, or as a result of his fears, or just chasing after wild life search of, of pleasure, or, or success, or whatever, and suddenly he recognizes, he sees a spark in his life, and he chose to chase that spark and to follow it all the way. So he is coming from complete darkness to complete light. And it doesn't matter which darkness and which light. For him, it's a 180 degree change, revolution. And that's what that goes on today. When God woke me up to go and to search for him and to find him, he done it in a 100% miracle. I didn't have a clue 
of his existence before. It never crossed my mind. If someone would offer me to be religious, to serve the Creator, to do some kind of mitzvah and obligation, I would laugh. For me, it would be a, just a, an empty idea, something with no connection to reality. Just some old way of life, old ancient culture that I couldn't find no interest in. But in the moment that God touched my heart, He woke up all of my being to be a truth seeker. And from that day on, I, I, I cannot stop myself from keep on on marching to Zion, keep on walking forward toward the truth, just to find it and to, to, and, to, and, 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 and to be ready to learn, to try to understand what it means. Because we can use concepts and we can use verses and to twist them and to move them from their real meaning and to lose the connection with the Creator while using the verses that are describing him. You can use verses that meant to bring you to the real purpose of life and with those verses to bend your mind and to twist other people's life and to mislead them and to push them into darkness, into failures, into be people that are fighting against the purpose, into losing their minds and their life, ha happiness of life. So we as people that saw Hashem, even if it was for one moment of our lives, we need to be strong to remind ourselves of that experience. If we experienced personal supervision, one moment of miracles that we saw, we saw that in that day we wanted to speak with that person and we just ran into him in the street, that we wanted to call that person and we just reached to the phone and it's him on the other side. And it's, if we saw that even once, we need to throw everything behind our backs and to follow the truth. Because there is truth and we saw it. People that never saw it cannot follow it, cannot follow us. Only the verse is saying, Tamu. Only after you taste, you can see that Hashem is good. Before you taste, before you've been tested in that test, and you made it, and you achieved something, and you felt the pleasant of Hashem, the noam of Hashem, the good feeling of closeness of Hashem, before you felt it, you can't understand it. If I'm going to try to explain to you the taste of a certain fruit that you never tried, can I explain it to you? I'm going to tell you that it was sweet. Is it answering the real flavor of that truth? No, it was a little bit bitter. Something, you know, sour in a certain way. It was hard. No, it was soft. It was kind of... It's not, it, it means nothing for you. Even if I'm going to talk about that fruit for an hour until you're going to give that bite into that apple, you won't understand what I'm talking about. So we as people that experience that sweet taste, we can go and offer it to others. And we need to understand. And that's a very, very basic, important rule that we need to understand. Usually, people that are serving the Creator, they're falling into a mistake. Their mistake is to think 
that their closeness to Hashem depends in their good actions. And it's wrong. It's true that it's written. It is written. Your actions are going to bring you closer, and your actions, means bad actions, are going to reject you. It's written. But there are places that you can use that verse, and there are places that you cannot use that verse. There are things that your actions are important. There are certain places that your actions are really bringing you closer and rejecting you. But not in the general nature of how you meet Hashem, you find Hashem, and you feel Hashem. In that subject of meeting Hashem, living your life with Hashem, there is only one thing that is making that relationship and connection happen. And it's the free love of the Creator to us. He reveals Himself to us only and only because that He loves us. He is Father of mercy. The word mercy means that He loves and gives with His loving kindness to people that are not worthy. That's the meaning of the word mercy. That He gives to someone that He doesn't owe Him anything. When He gives to those people, then He reveals His mercy. He reveals His kindness. So in the world, people that are usually serving Hashem, righteous people, Talmidei Chachamim, wise people that are learning Torah, intelligent people, from from birth, people that for years are learning and serving, they think to themselves all of the time that their closeness to Hashem, that their connection to Hashem depends in their good actions. And they will miss something that is so important that only us, the people that woke up from complete darkness, that before of that inspiring experience of feeling something foreign that suddenly becomes to be sweet and, and, and needed and close and warm and, and, and reviving. Before of that, we came from complete darkness. So for us, all of that process of waking up is an act of kindness. So we can see the kindness and they can see the trial. They can see the judgments. They see that if I'm doing good, I'm worthy, Hashem going to help me. Like in the army, like in the police, like that I'm achieving, I'm growing, I'm succeeding, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to climb to another level, I'm going to be rewarded. Those are judgments. This is not kindness. But the purpose of the creation is to reveal the kindness of the Creator. So they, even though that they're going to hold high levels of closeness to Hashem, they will never going to sin. They will keep Torah mitzvot. They will be very holy. But a huge basic foundation of why the purpose of the creation, why God created the world from the beginning, to reveal His kindness, they're not able to sense it. They're not able to feel it. Because they haven't made that distance. Because they didn't came 
from the darkness, from the complete darkness, from ignorance, from stupidity, from life of shame, of disgrace. But us, that He chosen us, He took us out of Egypt, from the exile. He chose us and He is bringing us on daily basis to the light. Bringing us to real understandings that we should believe in ourselves, that we should see what God planted inside of us, what He gave us, an inner spiritual beauty and wisdom that no one else in the world have what that you have. No one in the world received what that you receive. And it doesn't matter how you look, it doesn't matter how you sound. Even in the Holy Gemara, it's written, Even one that learns a lot, and one that learns only a tiny amount of Torah. You cannot compare them. Because the amounts of the Torah is not the main thing. What is the main thing? That their heart is going to be aimed to heaven. And if your heart is aimed to heaven, even if you haven't learned one letter, in your life, you're close to Hashem. Because our God is God of truth. And when you hold the truth, you hold God. And when you lie to yourself even, you lost God. Because a liar person cannot stand in front of God. A liar cannot stand in front of the Creator. The Creator is running away from him, he's hiding his face from him. Because his seal is a seal of truth. Only when you say the truth, you're going to find God. And even if your truth is going to be the lowest truth of them all, that you're going to say, I'm a liar. That's my truth. I'm a liar. That's going to be the word that's going to bring you closer to the Creator. Now you were close to him. Now at least you stop lying. Now at least you open a door for communication. Now you open yourself for more learning, for more understanding. Now you will find the ability, the advice, the wisdom, how to come out from the darkness, how to stop lying to yourself. When I decided to search for the Creator, I was not searching for no kind of religion. I couldn't care less about the obligations. It wasn't my will at all. I felt like I'm lying to myself. Like I'm not who that I am. Like I'm sinning to myself. Like I'm bluffing, like I'm just going in the wrong direction. Only when I found that courage inside of myself, to be loyal to myself and to be who that I am and to stop lying to myself and to stop lying to my company, to my friend, telling everyone no, yes, and, 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 and trying to achieve things that people will like me, that people will respect me, that people will give me what that I... No, I was ready to sacrifice all of my selfish desires and to fight and confront with all of my fears and to deal with them. To feel not loved, to feel not appreciated, to feel my lackings. Only when I came to that day that I was brave enough, strong enough to stand up and to say, 
That's who that I am. That's who that I am. Only that day, I started to feel the pleasant of Hashem. Only. I heard once an amazing words of wisdom from a person, a woman, that said about educating children. She said, you want to teach your children wisdom. You want to teach them to jump, let's say. So she compared the education to a trainer that comes to train the animals in the zoo. And she said, okay, when there was that day of competition, of training the animals, who going to be the ones that's going to jump the highest, who going to learn how to jump? So, of course, the cheetahs, the tigers, the kangaroo, all of those animals, it was a very easy test for them. They were all jumping, that's, that's their, their ability, that's their talent. But when it was the time of the cow or the elephant or the crocodile to jump, they weren't able to do that. It was just not an option for them even to try. An elephant, he cannot jump. A crocodile, he, he, he just not able to do that. But an elephant can be a very cute animal. It doesn't mean that he is bad or that he's not good or that he's lack of something because he's an elephant. So you as a parent need to understand that not all of your children are kangaroos. Maybe you gave birth to an elephant, to a cute little cow that she's adorable, she's very sweet, and she's not able to jump. She's not supposed to. It's not her mission in life. He should be a crocodile. He should be a tiger. He should be a, she should be a cow. Everyone got his own nature, and he's unique in that nature. You cannot say that animal is better than that. He's got his mission, and she's got hers. And I got my mission, and no one of you ever, never, I promise you, it's a guarantee, not because I'm better than you. You will never going to be me. And you know what? I will never going to be you. I don't have a chance. In the world, I will never going to be able to deal with your life situations, with the difficulties that you went through, with the humiliations that you went through. I am able to deal with mine. And maybe you're not able to deal with them also. So it makes both of us heroes, not only me. All of us, we are the real heroes of life. Because we're choosing to connect ourselves to the truth. No matter how much the truth is demanding. No matter how much the truth is humiliating. And breaking us sometimes. But the Holy Gemara is saying, that if you see that the wick of the candle is not bringing a lot of light, the flame of fire is not holding strong and bringing, pulling a lot of oil to that, through that wick, you need to break the ashes from the top of the wick and then to relight it. And then the flame is going to rise by itself. It's going to pull the oil, the olive oil, the pure olive oil, and the light will shine and glow. So sometimes the Creator, He is breaking us and sometimes He's grinding us to dust sometimes. 
There is only one purpose for that, that your soul will shine. That you will not going to hold your, your, your physical body as something important. Oh, I'm tall. Oh, I'm powerful. I'm strong. I'm, I'm, I'm athletic. I'm, I don't know what. I'm beautiful. I'm wise. I'm talented. I'm gifted. No. When you're connected to your soul and you feel that the soul is an inner spring that receives his energy and his life source from heaven, from inside, from, from nowhere, from a place that's not exist in the physical world. You cannot put your finger on the soul. You cannot put your finger on the root of your soul, of your source of your life. It's not a physical place. It's beyond this world. When you're connected to your inner soul, you connect yourself to that source of life. And then you feel that everything that you received until now is a gift from heaven. It's mimidbar matana, from the desert as a free gift. The Torah been given to us. The soul been given to us. From the desert, from that feeling of emptiness, of being a dry land that no flower, no vegetables, no plants can grow on it. No springs, no water sources, dry desert. From that situation, you receive the Torah as a free gift. It means a spiritual Torah, not a physical Torah. On the Torah it's written that the Torah is wider than the sea. And we know that we can measure, we can count the numbers of letters that the Bible contains. And we can count also the number of letters of the Torah by heart, the Mishnayot and the Gemara. Even if it's too hard for a person to do, God got a number, exact number, of the letters that have been written until today. And the letters that will be written for the future until Mashiach will come. There is a measure to the letters of the Torah. So, how can it be that the Torah is wider than the sea? We know that the sea, the ocean, also, even though that for us it's going to be very hard to measure and to count the sea, drops of water that the sea and all rivers contains, but we know that God is able to measure because He's beyond. So He really can estimate exact amount of water that the world contains. Till the last drop, he's got that ability. So also the sea and also the letters of the Torah are, we're able to measure somehow. They have a certain measure. But on the Torah it's written that it's Rechava Me'eretz Midah. You cannot measure it. It's wider than a land that you can measure. It is Rechava Mineyam. It's wider than the sea. Means you cannot measure. But if we can measure the letters, if we can count the letters, so on which Torah we're talking about? We're talking about a Torah that is written black letters, black fire on white fire. The blank paper, the blank page of the Bible, this is the white fire. On that white paper you can write endless amounts of words. It contains all of the words and all of the combinations and more and more and more. 
This is the infinite Torah. This is the infinite wisdom. The white fire. Our body can be the most well-trained body. It will always going to stay physical with a measure, with limitations. But our soul, this is the white fire of our being. Even if you're going to train yourself to be the most perfect, righteous, kind, well-behaved, amazing person in the world, you will have your limitations. But when you're going to connect yourself to your soul, to your spiritual being, you're going to become to be Isha Elohim, a man of God. When people are going to look at you, after that you increase the power of your soul on the power of your body, when people are going to look at you, they're not going to see your body, they're going to see your soul. And your soul is part of heaven, means that they're going to see God. They're going to look at you and they're going to see God. They're going to look at you and they're going to know God. Because your soul is part of heaven. Your soul is chelak eloka mimal. It's part of Hashem Barach himself. And when you're nullifying your body to your spiritual being, to your soul, to your inner connection, to your source, to the source of your life, to the Creator Himself, you let Him express Himself. Pi Hashem diber alechem. And then your mouth becomes to be the mouth of Hashem that is talking to the people. Suddenly you speak and you say words of Torah that never been heard, even that you are who that you are. Suddenly you were talking such inspiring words. Suddenly people woke up to the Tshuva because of you. And you look at the mirror, and you know exactly who you are. You know how messed up you are. You know how far you are from the truth. You know how many rebukes you receive every day that they're all rebukes of truth. You know how humble you are. You know how far you are from the purpose. How far you are from being a real divine being. But still, suddenly, a huge amount of light Amazing shining light came out of your mouth and you cannot ignore that also. Because you helped that couple and you gave advice to that person and that person is alive only because of your advice. And how can it be that I gave life to someone if not that God used me to give life? Am I able to give life? Am I the source of life? No. I can be used as a faucet, as a channel. To reveal the loving kindness, the beauty, the wisdom, the kindness of the Creator to the world. And every one of us is able to nullify himself like that completely. That God will reveal himself to the world through us. And us that felt that taste. We, this is the only honest thing that we can do. To go and spread and share and teach. And handy to every person we meet in the world to reveal the kindness of the Creator. Or else what you do? What you do with your life? You ate another apple, another delicious meal. You slept another eight hours good sleep in your life. It's not filling you from inside. You wake up tired. You finish the meal and you're still hungry. You're hungry for purpose. 
You're hungry for a new mission, for something interesting in life, something meaningful in life. That's our mission. We need to appoint ourselves. We need to choose ourselves. In a place that there are no people, you need to be that one. If there's no rabbi, inspiring rabbi that's going to go and wake up all of the people, you need to be that one. And even if you feel not worthy, if I'm not wrong, Moshe Rabbeinu was arguing with the Creator for seven days and seven nights, proving him, bringing, bringing evidence to the Creator to show him, I'm not worthy. And he was not worthy. No one is worthy. No one. But God chose him because of his humility. Because that he knew, yes, I'm not worthy. Moshe Rabbeinu was right in all of his arguments. In all of his claims, everything that he said to the Creator to prove that he was not worthy, was right. He was not worthy. He was a... How do you say that? That's the way to do it. No? Blood and bones, blood, flesh and bones, flesh and blood. He was a flesh and blood. He was a simple person. He was a human being. He was a creation. So for sure that the creation cannot really present the creator himself. Who more than the creator can present himself? That was the claim of Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem told him, you're right, but I'm the last one to decide. So you're going to do the job. Anyway, and that's what happened. So yes, you're allowed to be humble. You're allowed to think that you are empty. You're allowed to think that you are not wise enough. Yeah, you're right, but listen. There are people that need you, and you cannot argue with that. There are people that for them, you're going to be the most inspiring person in the world, and I cannot reach out to them. Maybe through you. Maybe I can inspire you, and you're going to go and inspire them. And you know what? They're also going to reach out to people that you're not able to reach. And that's the will of the Creator. That the light going to spread in the wide world and going to illuminate all of the world like the nature of water. The nature of water is that they are going down into the lowest cracks, to the lowest places of them all and they're watering them, they're washing them, they're expanding them, they're bringing purity into them. Into the lowest darkness, to the depths of the creation, water goes down, it calls Meitehom. Water that comes down to the depths. So you can feel that you're low. So then, from that understanding, we just came to a new opportunity to illuminate the darkness. Let's say that you are a dark person. That you live in the darkness, that you have awful sides in your character, that you're angry, that you're jealous, that you're afraid, that you don't honor people, that you can lie, that you can steal horrible things. Yes, if you're going to just stand and say, but I want to do tshuva, I want to come back to your Father in heaven, in that moment you brought down light to a place that light never been in that place before. You made something 
that even those righteous people that we spoke about them before are not able to do. They cannot reach out to those places because they never been there. They never cheated. They never lied. They never betrayed. They never stolen. So they cannot fix those places. They never been there. Those places are foreign for them. Like I said once in one of my classes, I said, you cannot judge and criticize a person that have questions on his sexuality until you were standing in that same position that you were questioning on your sexuality. Only when you were standing in that, in that situation, you can understand another person that is questioning his sexuality. Before you've been through, went through a process like that, you cannot understand the person that is going through those questions. For you, it's a foreign area. It's a place that you've never been to. You don't know what it means. So you cannot judge it. You cannot judge until you reach that place. So only a humble person that never holds himself as better than someone else, he can really understand other people. So people like us, and that's the gift, and that's our power, and that's our armor to protect us in this world, and that's our ability to deal and to go and to meet other people and to hand them the beauty of the world. The fact that we came out of the darkness, this is our gift, and it's not no kind of punishment. It's only a privilege to be a soldier of the Creator in the front line, in the foreign land, in the places that only the special forces are fighting, the ones that know how to hide themselves and that no one's going to recognize them, and they know how to get into those, and that no one's going to see them. So you are one of those special forces even that you don't recognize. You're like a spy in the enemy's territory. Just you need to choose yourself. You need to join yourself to the army. To the army of Beit David. To be a soldier of the Creator. To go and to spread the light. And to bring justice to the world. And I'm telling you, we have a huge, huge way, path in front of us. It's not like if now we're going to accept on ourselves, yoke of heaven, Mashiach will come. No, no. Forget about it. Mashiach is not on his way. Relax. There is more time. You know why? Because God wants to reveal his loving kindness to all humankind, to everyone, that everyone going to know him. If Mashiach will come today, there are a lot, a lot of people, millions of people, maybe billions of people that won't be able to deal with that light that will deny that light, that will resist that light, that will fight with that light. The Creator doesn't want that to happen. He wants everyone to enjoy the supervision and faith and kindness and love. He wants all of His creation to wake up in Shuvah and to come back to Him. No matter who they are, no matter where they came from, no matter how low they hold themselves as so it's our job to go and reach out to people and to fight for justice and to be ready even to die 
during that war. I'd rather to die as a man of truth than to live my life as a liar, as a rich liar, a wealthy liar, a successful liar. I would rather to kill myself and not to keep on lying to myself. I will choose to say the truth even if to say the truth is going to be the most humiliating, humbling thing in the world for me. I will choose that. And this is why Hashem is choosing me because I'm choosing Him. Because He will always going to stay the truth. He will always going to be the revealing of the truth in the world of lies. So we need to go against the world. We need to argue with the world, not to fight. To deny the lie. To reveal the kindness. To stand for ourselves. To help our brothers. And to wake up the ones that are asleep. And there is nothing greater than that. Than to go and to wake up another brother. To wake up another sister. To give her a hand. To give her an advice. To stop the horrible confusion of this world of lust and desires. People chasing after lies and fake honor and fake success. That in the end of the day you find yourself alone and empty and frustrated with all of the fortune in the world. And you feel like waste is wrapping you from all of the lies and scams. That you're cheating yourself and betraying yourself for a fake success. We need to stop lying to ourselves and to be real messengers of the Creator, to reveal real justice in the world with no connection to who is the real Mashiach and who is the real religion. I'm not talking about those things. If you have to, that time to argue and to compete, and to try to find who is right and who is wrong. I'm searching for the Creator. When people are telling me, I'm Christian, I'm not a Jew, I'm thinking about converting, I'm telling them, think about honoring your wife first. Think about educating your children. Think about confronting your fears first. If you're going to have a holy, huge desire to convert, and to join the nation of Israel, I won't stop you. Good luck. It's a hard journey. Go for it. If you want, go. Do it. If you feel like that's the purpose and meaning of your life, go do that. If I would be in that position, I'm telling you, and God is with me, with me when I'm saying that, I'm not going to lie to you. It wouldn't be my purpose. I wouldn't try to convert I would try to be a better person like that I'm doing today. I'm always thinking, and Rod can testify on that, that while in, on our road from, from the Bodhidut, that I made it Bodhidut in the field to the class, I asked him, is there a kosher candy store here in the area that I can buy something for my wife? It was the main thing for me because I want her to know and to feel that she's in my heart, even when I'm doing my thing, even when I'm going to teach, even when I'm going to meet my students, my friends. My wife, I remembered you. You were with me. You are part of my journey. 
even when I'm far away, you are not far away from my heart. This is the main thing that we should become to be real, honest human beings. Straight, honest, honorable people with appreciation, with good attributes, revealing kindness in the world. That is the first step to by faith, to believe in the Creator, to be close to Him. You're close to Him. God is close to you. You don't need to be a Jew that God will be close to you. Haven't you seen God close to you even that you're not a Jew? I saw God close to me when I was behaving like 100% not in the ways of Judaism. I was clubbing and dancing and doing drugs and drinking alcohol and dating and with women and doing making doing tattoos and I was I was doing I was violating Shabbos I was eating tray lobsters everything it was very tasty <laughs> yes and God was with me he helped me he woke me up from that dream from that illusion, like that tasty is important, or how you look is important, or what other people are going to think about you is important. He woke me up from that nightmare, because it's a nightmare. Because one success is actually a failure. So one failure brings you to the other. One lie drives you to the next lie. And you always need to make people like you. And then you need to be more unique. And then you lose yourself more and more. You lose your individuality. And you wrap yourself with more outfits and more coverings and more lies and more excuses. And every time you need to do something that people are going to see that you're unique. Instead of just be that unique that you are. Who that you already are so unique and different. You cannot be more different than you are. You are 100% different. There is no one like you. No matter what, just let it, let it be. <laughs> and now we're going to sing. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. Yes. <laughs> yes. Great. Thank you very much. I want to say another small thing before we're moving to the next part of our amazing, inspiring meeting here in the wonderful place, Nativ. Is that I want to tell you that the merit of the students that are coming to learn from the teacher is so many times greater than the merit of the teacher. Because if I would stand here alone, I would do something useful with myself. Also, Rod can tell you on that, that we were hanging out here and I just told them, hey, can we do something, please? They asked me, what do you want to do? So I said, something, you know, <laughs> let's do something useful. And I went to do it, but it so probably I would talk to Hashem here. I would learn something. I would think holy thoughts, good thoughts with myself. I would do something useful. But I would never come up with those words of Torah, with those words of wisdom, that they came from heaven just for you. 
And if one of you wouldn't be here, that lecture would be different. So actually, every one of you designed that lecture. And every time that you learn, you're receiving the wisdom from the Creator corresponding to your spiritual level. So you are designing and bringing down the light of the Creator, the wisdom of the Holy Torah, down to the world. If the Torah would be written by someone else, another righteous man, not Moshe, it would be written in a different way. Even though that they are words of Hashem, two prophets that reveal the same wisdom explained it in a different way. Because everyone had his touch, gave his flavor to it. When, when the person is cooking, it's a known thing that the hands add taste to the food. It's the same recipe. Two people made it, it's going to taste different. Different kitchens, different taste. Different, pe different cooks, different people, different taste. It can be the same verses that you're going to learn. If you're going to learn them, they will come down in a certain light that is coming into your vessel. So it's your merit that the Creator brought down all of the Torah that you learned until today. When students are learning Torah, it's written, that the Creator is saying on them that it's like that they taught that Torah, not learned, taught. Because that Torah wouldn't be revealed to the world unless if they would be the ones to receive it. So even if you went and you listened in the internet to a class, to a, to a Muna channel, you just watched the video, you don't know. You think to yourself that that class had been given four years ago and you just saw it randomly, you found it. No. That's the wisdom of the Creator that is beyond this world. You and that class is one. That class has been revealed to you. It's your merit that that class now is going outside and spreading and more people are listening to it. It's not only your merit. You're a partner with all of the truth seekers, with all of the ones that are seeking for the truth. Thank you very much. Be blessed. God going to bless you all. I'm going to answer to all of your prayers and all of your goodwill. And you're going to find only health and success and inner faith First of all, faith in yourselves. Amen. Can you hear that song? Mm -hmm. Now, if you would like.